Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. A special preseason best of edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. And, you know, there's been so much going on with our podcast now being daily. And there's so much stuff going on with the Denver Broncos. Wanted to bring you a weekend edition of the podcast and give you maybe a little bit of a a best of best of when it comes to some of the stuff we've been collecting at Mile High Sports. And you're going to hear from many great interviews. You're going to hear from Demarius Thomas on offensive expectations in this podcast. You're going to hear from Jared Valdir, uh, finally hitting the field healthy in the podcast. And you're also going to hear, uh, uh, first off, a great interview uh, with Rod Smith, uh, life outside of football, grandchildren, and and quarterback play, and and how he, uh, you know, was was uh, you know how he caught passes from some quarterbacks that may have been better than others, and and the roulette wheel that was last year compared to the solidification this year. So certainly uh, a great podcast coming up ahead here on the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, and of course our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop skipping a jump away from Coors Field. If you're out and about for the Rockies series at home, well, jump on over to Tap 14 after the game. Maybe you're leaving the Broncos preseason game and you want a place to go check out with 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. That is Tap 14. Tap 14 on the web at tap14.com and spell out the word 14 for me. And uh, of course, I want to thank our friends at Pro Football Focus. They've got all that great stuff. Now use the promo code POD20. That's POD20 to save 20% off your subscription. POD20. Pod 20 for PFF Fantasy, whether it be the Edge, Elite Memberships, all kinds of great stuff over there at Pro Football Focus, deep uh, data-driven projections, which I really like personally, player performance stats, all uh, all across the offense and defense, whether that be certain positions uh, and certain players as well, too. So lots of cool stuff over at Pro Football Focus. Use that promo code POD20, POD20, save 20% off your subscription at Pro Football Focus. Well, uh, I talked about the interviews that you're going to hear. You're going to hear from Derek Wolf. You're going to hear from Demarius Thomas. You're going to hear from Jared Valdir. But first, I want to play this interview. This is an interview from Rod Smith with Eric Goodman of uh, Afternoon Drive, Mile High Sports. Uh, and, of course, you can hear that show, 4 to 6, every weekday, Monday through Friday. Talks a lot about life after football, his grandchildren, and uh, also catching from the different quarterbacks in his career. This is Rod Smith on the Broncos Blitz podcast. For the last couple of years, we heard privately from the wide receivers, man, if we had a quarterback, man, if we had a quarterback. Now we're hearing from Emmanuel and DT, we finally have our quarterback. As a wide receiver, emotionally and certainly physically on the field, what does that do to a wide receiver? You know what, honestly, and, and because receiver and quarterback is such a field, 
it's such a timing involved. And you want to have a guy that you know who, who where he's going to be in the pocket and his you know you you kind of get his rhythm because quarterbacks have a rhythm and once they get in that rhythm and you get in the rhythm and get in sync man I'm telling you it's gold I had that with several guys I played with over the years I had it with Brian Greasy like like you couldn't believe I had it of course with John Elway and just guys like that man when you have that rhythm in that field it just feels special. Looking at a guy like Case Keenum with the way he started his career. It seems like he's over the hump after what happened last year. Why do you think this guy is over the hump from what happened early on in his career? You, you know what? Um, Case is a battler, man. You know, he never had a big fanfare his whole career. He, he, he stepped up when he had to step up. Last year, he played absolutely phenomenal, you know. And I think the connection with Coach Kubiak is what brought him here and made him more comfortable. He, him, his family, they know what they're going to get out of Kubiak. Kubiak is a loyalist. Uh, the guys who work their tail off of Gary Kubiak, he's going to try to keep you employed. He did that for me. I love Gary Kubiak, his whole family. And so when, 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 when Gary got back in the fold here, and, of course, you know, there was a lot of buzz around other quarterbacks, Gary kind of just, hey, listen, man, remember me. And, and I guarantee you it was just like it was like a constant – it was an instant match for them. And, I, and you can see how the not just the team but the city is already embracing this guy. And we're looking forward to him having a great year. Can you in some ways relate to his story? The way you started your career, you started well. He didn't. But I'm saying coming out of college, you were undrafted. You were told, eh, you're not good enough. Same thing with Case. Can you relate to him at all in that, in that way? You know what? There's one thing as a as an athlete, uh, you never want to let anybody question your talent, your skills, and honestly, it sucks when they do. And you you you're not into proving them wrong, but you're into proving you right that your skills matter. I was working with a young man actually the last couple of days. Uh, a young man, uh, he plays quarterback, and I was showing him different little drills, and he got moved to second team because he's been missing practice because he travels uh, uh, with his mom. He travels and. And, um, and he, 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 he's, he feels defeated by being second team. I said, dude, you're not there. I said, don't let their labeling of you based off your second team determine how you play. And, and, and guys make let that happen to them a lot. Case has been behind before. He's always had to battle his way back. Now it's his team. That's probably why he feels comfortable for once, that knowing that this, te- this, his, this team is his, this job is his, and it's up to him to lose it. And he, you can tell by some of the throws I'm seeing him make and the atmosphere around him, the energy he creates around him. These guys are excited for him. Broncos haven't even played a game yet, but the, but the wild buzz around Cortland Sutton is palpable. Is it too early to start looking at this guy saying he's going to be special? Should people pump the brakes? Or do you see a guy, the way he runs routes, the way he positions himself, that this guy's the real deal? You, you know what the thing is, is I was, I was just saying it to Steve uh, Atwater a few minutes ago. There's going to be some nervousness this week because they play this weekend. Right. And this is your first real NFL game. This practice stuff is one thing. And I believe that guy has the tools, the size, the tools, the ability to go up and get the ball, bring the ball down. You do those things in practice. You show those things right now. You don't wait till games. I love that part. Usually I come to camp at the end of camp after guys already done the thinking. And they can go and just be athletic. They can go be physical the way they need to be. And that guy's showing that stuff from the beginning, from day one. See, all the all the players on his team are not touting his uh, tooting his horn and, and the people or the media is picking up on what the players are saying, not only just what you're seeing. 
So, you know, you got a young man here who's, who, who's destined to be a star in this league. And the thing is, though, if you don't believe that, it won't ever happen. When you were playing and all of us interviewed you, we all said Rod would be great in the media. I know that's an area that you really haven't dove headfirst into. But Terrell Davis said one reason why he's in the Hall of Fame is because he went to the NFL Network. Steve, Steve Atwater has said, he said to me, he maybe said to you, one reason I wanted to get back into the media or go into the media, I want my name out there. I want my name out there. How about you? Because you have the credentials, or do you just feel, I, I don't need to do that? Here's the thing. Why would you have to do that to justify what you did? Because it keeps you visible, and if you're considered a, a borderline guy, and it keeps you visible, more people are going to talk about you, more people are going to see you, and they're going to remember your career. Once you disappear, Rod, unless you are Randy Moss... He did TV, too. <laughs> yes, he did. John Lynch has done TV, right? Yeah, no, you know, and, 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 and that makes sense uh, to a certain degree. And it's not something I'm against doing TV, but I, but I am partial to my time. You know, I love the NFL. I love what the NFL done for myself, my family, the opportunity. Uh, I promote the game at, at the highest level for the positive things that the NFL has done. And I'm always going to do that. And uh, But at the end of the day, I'm not going around looking for TV jobs so it can lead me somewhere else. You know, I, I believe uh, uh, you'll get the... Uh, You'll get the accolades if, 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 you, de- if you deserve them. If you truly but you don't have to look. People would want you because you're so good in talking about football. There's some people that need to beg for jobs. You wouldn't have to beg. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. Hopefully no, not. Hopefully not in this that. city. But I just, um, I don't know, man. I just, I just, you know, I'm, I'm real partial to to uh, some of the things I'm, I'm, I'm excited about with my life, with my, with my grandkids and, and that kind of stuff, being able to, to come and go and be there for them and stuff like that is very important. You know, I love being able to come over here and do the stuff that I do, but uh, um, if you have to go to the media to get in there, I mean, would I do it? Probably, but you know, I, would, I would hopefully respect that they would respect the, the work. How old are your grandkids? Two. Four, five, and six. No, six, seven, eight. My fault. Six, seven, eight. Does the eight-year-old ever look at you and say, "Come on, Grandpa, you never played football. Look at you, you never played football." You know, you know the crazy part is my grandson, the uh, the eight-year-old. He told me the other day. He said, "He said, Papa, I want to, I want to see uh, you play because, of course, he wasn't born when I was here. Right. When I was playing, and we went on YouTube and we found some uh, some clips, and, and he watched it, and he said, "Man, you were skinny." <laughs> He, would, he said, you were fast. And then, because he never talks right. about sports. Because he, he just see the stuff at the house, the Broncos stuff, and he never put it together right. that I played for the Broncos. That's then right. he's like, so, so Popo, can I, can I play football? I said, yeah, you can play football if you want. And now he's actually been actually in the yard catching the football. He never wanted nothing to do with football. He was the one that if you asked him, he said, I don't play sports. He's the one that's the nerd. He want to play the video games. He want to build a computer or something like that. Right. But he said, no, I want to play. He said, dude, can I play in the NFL? I said, yeah. I said, it's, no, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I said, I don't know if you really went and put in some work. He said, no, I'll put in the work. I said, okay, well, you got to put in the work. So it was it was a real interesting conversation because it came out of nowhere. I was sitting at, at, my, at, my, at my table and, and doing some stuff, and he said, I want a uh, – uh, I want to see you play football. And I just went on YouTube and found one of the highlight tape things. He said, man, you were kind of fast. I said, yeah, <laughs> like 15 pounds ago. <laughs> 
So again, thanks to uh, Eric Goodman, Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Shapiro. Uh, you can catch that show from 4 to 6 uh, on Mile High Sports, uh, well, uh, .com as well, too, as that is a TV show as well, too. But you can also check that out, obviously, AM 1340 FM 104.7. Uh, Going to play another interview from that show that we have. Again, it's our best of, best of for the Broncos Blitz podcast. This is from Jared Valdir, an interesting little interview. Talks about finally hitting the field healthy and a guy that the Broncos are really going to need at that right tackle position because, uh, look, we feel like that left side is solidified Garrett Bowles on the outside, Ron Leary at guard. The right side, that right guard position, going to be a rotating door, and they don't need Valdir to be absolutely a stud, obviously. It's welcomed, but they don't need him to be a stud over in that right tackle position, but if he can just be competent, if he can just be competent to where Case Keenum knows mentally on the outsides, he's going to be fine. He can just go to work and certainly uh, uh, make things happen. So this is the interview with Jared Valdir on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Shapiro. So how's it going to feel to finally be on the field again? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know, I'm trying to visualize actually coming out of the other tunnel <laughs> in, in mile high and go to the other sideline. Right. Well, what do you think your motions are going to be coming out of the other tunnel? Oh, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm fired up. You know, first time, you know, wearing uh, game day uniform, running out, about to play another opponent. You know, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. How are things coming together for you individually and for the line as a whole? Um, you know, I know individually that, you know, there's things that I, I work on, you know, every day that need to be, you know, improved and I go in and, you know, try to work on those things. And then when you see some other little things start to, you know, happen, you work on those kind of like a golf swing, yep. you know, you take one thing at a time and build off that. And, uh, it's kind of like that for the whole season. You know, you're, you're never there. You know, there's always improvement. I get down to Arizona quite often and I turn on the sports talk shows and I can remember about three or four months ago after the Broncos picked you up, I heard the sports talk hosts just raving about your play the second half of the season. How do you carry over what you did second half to this year? Uh, You know, I think uh, a lot of it's just, you know, what I, you know, just kind of referenced in the, you know, building to that point. And it took a, it took a few games last year to figure it out. You know, I'd played left my entire NFL career, entire collegiate career. So it was really the first, you know, snaps or snaps that I took at right. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it took a, a good hard look, uh, you know, over some, some good players to, to really figure out and, and, and fine tune some stuff. Um, and, you know, still know that, you know, I'm not where I want to be by any stretch, but, you know, have, learned enough to you know improve those skills for a guy who dealt with a serious injury mentally when do you get over that or do you never get over it no I think as soon as you step back on the field you're over it like as soon as it was the first day at camp it was it was not even up here anymore and and uh you know we got a great medical staff here great uh support staff of people who you know can can get things loose get things fire and get things ready so they've done a great job i haven't even been thinking about my foot what do you see in garrett bowles and how much has he leaned on you i see a phenomenal young left tackle uh with all all the tools to you know be a, a pro bowl player for a long time um you know i think he's gonna have a great year he's a hard worker you know he wants he wants it and uh and he has all those tools to do it and he's been doing it. he's been playing well so i'm excited uh you know to go out there and, and, and battle with him on saturday as a guy who was not here last year, the stain of what went on offensively does not stick to you. What do you see offensively as a fresh face and a fresh set of eyes here? I see a lot of determined, hardworking guys. Uh, people are focused, and you know we're on a mission, and that's evident. You know, there's not 
you know, just a bunch, there's, there's, there's no, you know, just slacking off and, you know, taking things for granted. Guys are focused. Guys are out here working and, and working towards that goal of the championship. When you look at the offensive line, it's kind of like an orchestra. You can look at other position groups, and it's important for everybody to be on the field at one time. But is there added importance for an offensive line through training camp to be on the field at the same time to work together? Is that maybe the most important position in that regard? Absolutely. we got five guys that need to be on the same page that are working together. And that's, you know, that's the only position group on the field where you have literally five guys lined up next to each other all having to be dialed in to what each other's doing and, you know, locked into to the center's calls and, and execute. How anxious are you to see Saturday night just how dialed in you guys are? I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Uh, you know, we have a great test, phenomenal defense coming in into town, and uh, it's going to be fun. How much better have you gotten going up against Vaughn? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I got to really be dialed in and focused every time. You know, he's the kind of guy that you really have to, you know, go through all your cues before you get up to that line. And when it's time, you focus in, and you're 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 totally dialed. You're thinking of nothing else but that aiming point, using your hands, staying inside that that kind of stuff, and then uh, and then just battling because you know he he's so quick getting to additional moves, second, third move, and he's super quick off the ball. So it's you know it's it's honestly the best challenge I think that from, I've had. From what you've seen up close, Vance said if we cut Vaughn loose, he could destroy practice whenever he felt like it. Is that true? Um. You know, I'd like to, you know, like to think that you know, I'd be able to do my job. But he's he's a kind of a loaded player. question, he's, right? You know, he's a, he's, he's a great player. You know, he said that for a reason because he's a great player, phenomenal right. player, probably the best pass rusher in the NFL. And to be able to go against him every day is great because it makes me better. It's going to bring the best out of me. You know, I, I, you're you're only you know as good as the guy across from you is giving you the look. So you know, he's he's done an awesome job, and I'm you know grateful, even though it's frustrating at times. Grateful to have that chance. Want to keep it going with the offense? Because, of course, we heard from Jared Valdir, a former offensive player in Rod Smith. Now we're going to hear from Demarius Thomas, who uh, responded to a question from uh, Eric Goodman, Afternoon Drive, Goodman Shapiro, about offensive expectations. And, and uh, earlier in training camp, Chris Harris Jr. talked about, well, this is a great and improved offense. Not so sure why they couldn't average 30 points per game. That's a, Yeah, I said that. 30 points per game. Now, they averaged 18.1. I'll just say that. Actually, one of their preseason opponents, Minnesota Vikings, averaged 23.9. That was in the top 10. Uh, 30 points per game is quite the hurdle. What does Demarius Thomas have to say about that? Do you hear the crap that uh, Chris Harris said about you guys? That he thinks that you can only score 30 points a game? Who said it was crap? It's hard to score a touchdown in this game. I think he was just excited about seeing us play. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It's, totally not, kidding. it's not crap at all. It's not crap at all. I think it's a challenge for us, and um, I think it's a good thing. But um, it ain't going to be easy for sure because a lot of good defenses in this league. But, you know, we got the pieces. We just got to put it together. Realistically, 30 points a game seems like a lot, but he is seeing a new offense out here. So, obviously, if he's encouraged, how encouraged are you? Big, big encouraged, but I know we still got work to do. So, you know, he's seeing it from being on the defensive side. I'm seeing it from being in it. And um, it's, it's totally different things. It's all the little pieces got to come together. We, we, we got the potential, like I said, but, it, you know, we still got to put it on the uh, game film. Fill in the blank for me here. This is as good as you have felt about this offense since when? Every training camp, I feel good about every offense. Um, this is, I feel, you know, just having a quarterback as our main starter is, is one of the best feelings I've had in the past two years. Um, ever since Peyton left 
You know, we've been up in the air with quarterback from Brock Osweiler to Trevor Simeon to Pastor Lent. So, you know, having our starter quarterback now and um, our leader, you know, it, it's it makes everything, you know, calm and collective and, you know, we can put our best work up for Since Peyton left, does it feel like now this offense is on par with the defense? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, we got all our pieces. We got everybody healthy. Um, everything is, you know, going the way we want it. You know, both sides, defense, offense, special teams, everybody got work to do. But at the end of the day, it's, it's always a battle now more than it usually be. It's nine years for you now, right? Mm-hmm. Is it hard to believe it's been nine years? It is hard to believe. It went by so fast. Uh, we was just talking about it on the field today. It is nine years, nine training count. But, hey, still got to put the work in. <laughs> There's a saying about kids. I have two kids. The days are long, but the years are fast. Yes. Is that the way it is out here for you? That's so true. So true. So true. They go by so fast. I feel like I'm in my, my third year again, but uh, reality is my ninth year. Of course, it's a best of best of Broncos Blitz podcast, a weekend edition. And, well, we wouldn't want to not just hear from the offense, right? We want to hear from the defense. And who better? To talk about that defense, that unit on the defensive line, then in an interview with Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Shapiro. How about uh, talking with our friend Derek Wolf, who, of course, very raw, very animated, somebody who is going to tell it like it is. This is Derek Wolf earlier this week. A lot of physical practice during training camp. Tomorrow, you guys are not on the field. Is that important just to get a, 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 a day of rest physically? Yeah, when you go five days in a row like that, you know. Like competing real heavy and uh, you know getting that good work. You know, luck, we haven't had any injuries out here. You know, everything's been good. You know, a couple guys getting a little bit banged up, but nothing crazy. So it's really important to have that 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 sixth day as a rest day. So you can just get it. You know, we can go sleep at home tonight, get away for a little bit, right. and uh, come back. You know, healthy and ready to go. Last two three years, you guys have kind of owned the offense in practice. You're not owning them as much anymore. That's a good thing, though, isn't it? It's a really good thing because that means they're, you know, we have a really good defense. So if they can, you know, if they, like, we had a last play situation here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, normally we win those. Right. And they got us today. And you see, you see guys like, uh, you know, DT and Emmanuel. Right. Cortland, they, you know, they're out there making plays. And uh, that's what you love to see. You like to see a quarterback that he stays in the, in the pocket and delivers the ball. I know guys like E and, and DT, they love, they love that stuff. So I know you don't get a chance to watch Cortland much. But seeing that big body there, this guy just doesn't get beat yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, he's he's your, he's a nightmare in the end. He's zone. a man. Yeah, he's a, a man, and he he can. I'm I'm really impressed with him. He, I'm really impressed with his attitude, his work ethic, everything. He's a he's a very impressive young guy. Young guy. I know you and some of the veterans were very. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? You guys were not thrilled with the attitude of last year's draft class. What is different about this one as a whole? It's the complete opposite. They're willing. Like, whenever you get called to the front of the room to make us laugh, you have to be willing to do that, even if we just boo you. Like, just get up there and do it. You know what right. I mean? Don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm not doing it. I don't dance. I don't do this. I don't do that. No, just get up there and do it. And then that's the thing. They're up, They're willing to do it, and they're having fun with it, and they're making it fun. And that's what makes camp fun, man. You have to find the little things to to get you through it because it's a, you're going against the same guys every day. And, right. You know, it's the same stuff every day. You're not really, you're not playing a game. You're just really just getting in football shape. So, and and figure at this point, I know the defense. You know right. what I mean? So, for me, it's really just, everything I'm out there doing is just for conditioning. So, who did something memorable in front of the room? 
we, they've gotten up there and sang a couple dances. You know, I don't really know. I, that's the thing. I'm still trying to learn all their names. So, right, right. Yeah. You just call them by their number. Yeah, you just call them. When I see them on the field, just call them by their number. But you, you try to, I try to sit down with them at, at lunch and stuff and dinner and, and try to get to know their names, and I'm, I'm working on that. In 2015, you were one of the greatest defenses of all time, but it was still the One of the. What did I say? I, you said one of. I said the. We'll, we'll talk. You know what? I do think you were, but I will talk about yeah. that off mic, and I'll tell you why. But, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. We'll have this conversation now. I grew up a Bears fan, and those guys were monsters, and they intimidated everybody. I think the difference between you guys and those guys, and they were ridiculously talented, they couldn't do today what they did back then because of the rules changes. Yeah. You can't tackle a quarterback by his face mask. <laughs> right. right. And that's what they were doing back then. Right. They were, right. You can't hit people. In, you can't hit a quarterback in the head. Now you can't land on the quarterback. Right. Right. It's totally so I have different. to like sacrifice my body to make the play. Right. So that's the difference between now and then. 2015, greatest defense of all time. How's that? All right, that's what I like. And then you have the no-fly zone that has their own world, and the defense. The front seven was great. It was. This season. Is the strength of this team the front seven? I think that in any defense, if your front seven isn't playing great, it doesn't matter how good your defensive backs are because they can only cover for so long. Right. You know what I mean? They can't cover. Like, if you give a guy all day to run around and he's going to get open. Right. Like, if I, if I go out there and line up against Chris Harris and you give me 10 seconds, I'm going to find a way to, you know, if you give me six, seven, six, seven seconds, I'm probably going to find a way to, you know, get him to fall somehow. Right. Or get him off balance a little bit. And, and imagine if uh, again going against a guy like Emmanuel or right. you know a smaller guy. Right. If you give him, if you give the guy more than three or four seconds, right. he's going to get rid of it. So that's the right. point. We have to get to the passer and shutting down the run game. You can't get the third down unless you just shut the run game down. When you got here, you've always been a very intense guy. But now that you've been married for a year and a half, how has that altered your thoughts on life? Where it was all football before, and now you have a totally different life outside of football. Um, you know, my, my wife is fully aware that like football is very important to me. It's always going to be important to me. It's to me, it's my child right now. You know, it's been, it's been something that I've been, you know, trying to yearn and get better at and, you know, just like you would a child, just try to get it, just try to work on it every single day. Right. And, you know, so football is my child and, you know, also I have a stepdaughter now and I'm trying to be a husband. So. For me, I just have two different – to me, it's like having uh, a two different lives. Right. You have to be able to do that. And that's what people don't get. You, that's why you see guys getting in trouble off the field because they can't flip that switch off. I used to not be able to flip that switch off. I'm still having a hard time sometimes flipping that switch. I still go home. Yeah. I still go home and get called an asshole because I'm being a dick, you know? So right. if I'm being an asshole, I'm probably being an – I'm like, yeah, I probably am. Like, I'm not going to fight it because I probably am because I've been at work all day. But here's the difference. In, when you walk out to the grocery store, when you are here at camp, people want to talk football. When you get home, your stepdaughter doesn't care that you play she football. Care she wants to talk about some show she's watching or, right. you know, or talk about something that has nothing to do with football. Isn't yeah. it refreshing? It is. It's like, it, you know, it's, and that's the thing. It, like, you get to turn off that like, hardened shell for a minute and yep. you know, get to be like a real person. Right? So again, thank you so much for listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast, a best of best of edition. Give you a little bit of a taste of what we've been, uh, well, interacting with the players this week and uh, hearing from the different ones, whether it be current, Valdir, DT, Derek Wolf, 
or former. It was good to catch up with Rod Smith. Very cool to be sure to check that out. So our best of is all done. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And then, of course, on the website for all my work, milehighsports.com. Be sure to check it out. Of course, milehighsports.com for all the previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. <laughs>